that on every single episode who what up boy welcome back to man to man the best nba podcast where we bring you the latest episodes topics around the nba this is your co-host andy elliot how you doing alongside your co-host liam the hoop star nash hoop star namaste how are you my brother i'm doing good actually uh not much doing today it's sunday i like to you know lazy sunday lazy sunday off of school no nothing there uh studying a lot though that is hey hoop i got a question for you yeah go ahead somebody asked me this the other day and i I still can't figure it out why are most hurricanes named after women um that is a good one i think i know the answer to this one but i'm gonna fuck it up if i try to say it so you don't know you heard this one i think so they uh make a lot of noise and disrupt no 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 because when they come they are wet and wild <laughs> and when they leave they take your house and your car welcome back to man to man we're on uh, episode 28, Hotline Bling. If you're new to the show or unsubscribed yet, please make sure to go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Hit that subscribe button, good reviews, blase, blase. Stay tuned for our 2K giveaway. It's coming up here soon. It might be the next episode. Who knows? We're giving out a Miami Vice D-Wade special edition jersey. With that being said, we appreciate the support so far from everyone who listens to our episode. You guys keep us motivated. Keep going. We appreciate it. Um, this episode is brought to you by Yaz Apparel this week. You know, uh, it's got the hottest streetwear available on the market. They got the most exclusive, fresh, trendy items, including different color set hoodies, T-shirts, and more that will fit perfectly in your everyday attire. NBA players like Jackson Hayes has a Yaz hoodie in the arsenal. And, hey, every item sold, they donate clothing to the homeless. It's a win-win. You look good. You do it for a good cause. Plus, everything in the store is 50% off at the checkout. That's yazapparel.club. Uh, go check them out. We'll throw that link in the description. They're cool. Uh, recap of last week, uh, you know, hoop and I uncovered the, uh, what the protocol looked like for media staff and players when first entering the hashtag bubble life as all 22 teams are officially barricaded in the bubble under strict ruling and exclusion to the outside world. We talked about rooms being compared to motel sixes, players posting their meals figuratively, uh, you know, replicating the fire festival food and teams ramping up as they hit the court. For the practice this week, we're still wondering, JR, you got a blanket or nah, brother? Uh, but listen, in all seriousness, we're going to get into some key players who will not, who will now not be able to play uh, with their teams due to some recent injuries. We'll go into our man-to-man worthy or keep that shit moving, brother. We heard we got some players snitching in the anonymous tip hotline. What's going on? And we'll cap it off with everything you need to know about gambling. Yes! In our newest segment called Who's Hot? Who's not with our special guest, Rob, Mr. Sunken? <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. Sunken. Uh, so I want to start off with... It's a weird last name. That's not actually his last name. Uh, it's Sucker. I want to start we'll off... We'll get him, man. Don't worry. I want to uh, start off by saying the uh, the hashtag for get any man a blanket must have not worked last week. Uh it didn't work, right? I think we just need to send Jr. a man-to-man blanket ourselves, right? Um, <laughs> and then as far as the uh, anonymous tip line, uh, who is snitching on other players? I would really like to know. Is yeah. LeBron uh, snitching on Kawhi or is uh, Chris Paul snitching on Rondo? 
Right. Uh, we'll get into more of that uh, later in the episode. But speaking of Rondo, he appears to make NBA headlines once again this week. But this time it's not about the Motel 6 room. It is. Um, been reported that after last week's practice with the Lakers, um, the guard, Rajon Rondo himself, fractured his thumb and was advised to undergo immediate surgery. So what did he do? Rondo's, he did it. Rondo did it. Um, he did it. He did it, coach. <laughs> uh, Rondo's surgery was very successful and his timeline to return to uh, full basketball you know, activities uh, still remains around that six to eight weeks. Um, I don't want to say this is bad karma for Rondo, but what are the chances the guy that complains the most about <laughs> the hotel rooms is the first right. player to actually get injured in the bubble? Not exactly what uh, you want to do um, in the restart of a season, you know, before the scrimmages. They didn't even get the scrimmage before this, right? Nope, not uh, yet. So my question to you on this one is, though, um, we see that every Bradley now has opted out of the you know the rest of this season. Mm-hmm. Rondo is now missing at least the first half of the playoffs. Who will carry the weight um, of these two guys at the point yeah. guard position? Obviously, we do know that LeBron James does play the point most of the time, um, even though the guy can play pretty much every position on the court. But my question to you is here is, what does this mean for the Lake or, or the Lakers point guard position? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Avery Bradley, Rondo being out, man. I tell you what, I, I believe in karma. I'm one of those guys, but this is just devastating for my guy Rondo. You never want to see a player injured or get hurt. You know, Gladys surgery was successful without any red flags, without Avery Bradley, and now Rajon Rondo. You got you're gonna have different guys have to step up on both sides of the floor. So to answer your question, Hoop. I think the guy who will need to assist LeBron at the point guard position the most is none other than Contavious Caldwell Pope. I love my guy KCP. Lakers went 17 and 3 this season with Caldwell Pope as a starter when he replaced uh, and injured Avery Bradley earlier in the season, right? And he, I think he fits perfectly in that position. Uh, we know, you know, he kind of got off to a slow start at the beginning of the season. He wasn't shooting the ball well, and some even said he sort of had an an up and down type of season this year, but you know, he turned his game around pretty quickly through that halfway point. You know, he's, he's this offensive player. Uh, he's averaging about 12 points off the bench, you know, and, but with all that, that being said, the most consistent part of his game this season is defense throughout those 20 games. As a starter, the Lakers had a defensive rating efficiency, offensive or defensive rating of 95% with him on the court. Uh, and they were the best, uh, you know, that was the best defensive rating in the league as a team. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure Caruso and J.R. Smith will have the opportunity to run point alongside LeBron and KCP. But I think KCP, you know, he fits perfectly in that transition from being a shooting guard to running the point, as well as being a defensive threat, you know, getting over screens, denying his man the ball, which tires out the offensive player. And he does a great job at really making his marks work to even get the ball for a steal. Right. I do kind of like the point um, of KCP. I didn't really think of him before you mentioned that, actually. Right? Um, KCP kind of came out of the gutter a little bit, right? Yeah, I f- almost forgot that he was on the Lakers. but uh, Just like Markeith Morris. Yeah. Don't know where he's at. Uh, <laughs> not in the bubble yet. He's still not there. But, yeah, I think you make a good point there. Uh, 
obviously losing Bradley and Rondo takes away significant um, attributes uh, from both ends of the court. You know, Rondo yeah. is obviously the offensive wizard um, in terms of like directing the uh, play calls and getting his teammates involved. And Bradley, I mean, we all know he's one of the probably best on-ball defenders, and he's a, a threat from the three-point line as well. Um, but with Rondo being out, the first player that comes to my mind to fill that position would be Caruso, right? Yeah. Um, he doesn't – the only thing I have a problem with uh, Caruso is he's not consistent, you know, on right. the, both ends of the floor, um, kind of like what you were mentioning with KPC, or KCP. Uh, he brings more value to the team because he's at that three-point, you know, threat as right. well as a good defender. Um, but right. we do hear this uh, in a Zoom call with the media on Monday. Lakers head coach kind of dropped a, a big hint um, yeah. as to which player would you know be in that starting job. Um, mm. He says we'll always have a, an open competition, but KCP, you know, did a phenomenal job when Avery was injured earlier this season. That's really mm-hmm. where I'm in terms of uh, what that starting lineup is actually going to look like. Um, yeah. And I think KCP will get that get that job as the yeah. starter for sure. So you, you're agreeing with the KCP? I like it. Uh, yeah. I just didn't realize that I would have really – I mean, like I said, I would have said Caruso would probably fit that next point right. guard up, but it looks like KCP is going to be – But you can't see Caruso getting the start just because he doesn't have like that much experience rather than KCP. Kind of a vet in the league. I'd call him a vet, and he's got that experience. LeBron's probably going to run the point for the most part, but when LeBron needs those minutes off, when he, you know, if there's a play for LeBron, right, you're going to have you're going to have to have someone step in. I know they signed Jr. Um, because they wanted that they wanted to fill that defensive substitution from Avery Bradley, and but but Rondo, he's just kind of like you were saying, like a wizard, and he kind of dishes the ball and direct the, directing play calls and stuff like that. That's why I like KCP there. He does more than I think. I think he might be even a better player than Rondo on the offensive uh, on the offensive side of the court, just because he can shoot better. He's a threat, and he's probably just you know as big as a threat as Danny Green from the three point line. Right. I was gonna say the biggest thing I see is that I like Caruso coming off the bench more, yeah, because uh, he's kind of that you know fire starter. You know, kind of just. He's that spark that you need off the bench coming in with a fucking monster dunk or some shit. <laughs> dunk on some guy's head or anything. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But why do we always talk about the Lakers at the beginning of every single episode? Um, I don't know. <laughs> do you know? Yeah, we, we do it a lot. <laughs> we do it a lot. I don't know. Um, the Showtime team, you know, never fails to disappoint us with worthy news. But we got to keep it moving, which leads us into one of my favorite segments. I think it's one of yours as well yep it's uh man-to-man worthy or keep it moving yep let's do it um let's what we got what we got on the docket on the docket today uh let's start out with the first one uh our main man victor oladipo yeah um less than two weeks ago pacers all-star guard victor oladipo said that he would sit out of the nba's restart uh because of his you know knee uh that he had surgery on but as early this week, he said that he may be changing his mind about this uh, after yeah. practicing with the team in Florida. And he said there might be a strong possibility that he would rejoin the uh, the lineup for the restart. 
Uh, I I think I already know your answer on this one, but is this worthy or nah? I don't think so, Sank. You know, hit the brakes, brother. Court, this is worthy. What? We're talking about our Pacers here. Um, you know, and anytime they get national spotlight, it's always man to man worthy. As any Pacer fan knows, we don't get much exposure of national spotlight. I don't know if it's because we're a small market team or what, but here at Man to Man, we got to hit the brakes. We see that Vic comes out with an interview saying, right, like you were saying, it was hard to assess. Uh, it was hard for me to assess where I was, but being able to come down here and practice with my guys uh, at a high level, I think there is a strong possibility that it might play. I'm definitely trying to. Well, come on, Vic. No one's stopping you, right? right. In my opinion, I don't know, man. I, I obviously want Vic to play. This injury that he's faced is one of the most unique, is what they're calling it, injuries in the history of the NBA. Almost Only Charles Barkley and uh, Tony Parker had it when they were kind of vets in the league. Vic's, you know, eight years in, but he's not super vets like they were when they got the injury. Um, yes, there's obviously a chance of him getting hurt, knock on wood. Hope he doesn't. But who He's down there with the team. It sounds like he's healthy enough to at least get out there for a few minutes and play. That being said, management will probably put him on a minute restriction just because that's what the Pacers did with him when he returned earlier this season. But let's let's get him back in shape, baby, back in game four. And, and in this interview that Vic was talking about, yes, he obviously wants to play, but is there somebody, you know, in the inside of the organization and the back office is saying maybe you shouldn't? I think it's really up to Vic, man. I think it's his call. I know. I think so for sure. I mean, Vic's a competitor. We both know that. When he came back, he was on that minute restriction, but he gave us big games. Um, yeah, clutch hit that, performances, too. Yeah, gave us a game winner, a couple of 30-point games. So for for me, I think Vic obviously wants to play just because he is a competitor. And Kendrick Perkins – Probably the only time I will agree with him on this. Uh, he was on, I think it was uh, the jump or something. And he yeah. said that, you know, he's already down there. Like you mentioned, if you're right. down there, you're, you're practicing. It looks like you're, you've already came back. You're, you can play the game. Why right, not right. just play? Right. So right. I think we'll see him. It's good news for us. I would like to see him and. You know. I think he'll come back. I think there's serious possibility that he'll try to at least play. I don't know if he's going to play that first or second. I mean, what do you think? You think he's going to come in and play that first or second game in those eight season in that eight regular season game, or do you think he might wait a little bit and maybe play in that fourth or fifth? Or does it, do you think it really matters? I think if he's gonna if he says he's going to come back and play, he's going to play in the the first in the first first couple of games. Yeah. Um. Then based off of kind of where we're seated. Um, and if we can make a jump, possibly yeah. he'll play in those later games. But yeah. I think for sure, first two to three games he'll play and then kind of look at kind of how it's unfolding. Kind of assess where he's at actually on the court playing five on five with other guys who, you know, have been trying to get in that game mode as well. Quick, quick question here, Hoop. Is Vic the only player in the bubble right now who's kind of in this position? We did talk about Kyrie Irving a little bit. Is Kyrie in the bubble right now? Uh, I mean, in terms of Vic, he's the only one that says he's going to potentially play. All the other right. players said that they're either not going to play or going to play. Right. But I don't know. Is Kyrie in the bubble? Probably not. I have no, I, I, yeah, I have no I idea. Think I've, he's, heard, I've, I've heard of Kimba, the whole Kimba situation, but we kind of knew that Kimba, you know, Kimba hadn't really been hurt like Oladipo. So right. it's a unique situation, man. I think if he, if he's, you know, trending in a positive way, hey, pace of nation, baby, we need you. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, let's move on. Next one we got up here is uh, we see that Zion Williamson, everybody knows yeah. who that is right now. Yeah, I um, hope so. They say that he left the bubble for what they're calling urgent family matter. Uh, yep. But he does say that he uh, intends to rejoin the team um, at a later date. Is this worthy or are we keeping it moving on this one? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just pause it for a second here. It's not that worthy, but it, it's kind of mentionable. Um, one thing that I do want to note here was Zion. If his absence lasts seven days or fewer, Zion will quarantine for four days upon his return to the NBA bubble. If he has a negative test each day, he's outside the bubble. Okay. Therefore, saying if he is gone or if he is gone longer than a week, he will still quarantine for four days. If he has a negative test for the final seven days, he is gone. If he doesn't have the required testing, he will quarantine for ten days. I know Alvin Gentry came out and said we don't really know when he's going to be back. I mean, me and you talked about it. We think he'll probably be back for that season's restart simply because they need to get back into the playoffs. But with that being said, we wish nothing but the best for Zion and his family. If you leave the bubble like that, man, it's it's probably pretty crucial. So that's all they said about it. We don't know. Yeah, I I don't really have much other than to say I think he'll be back and thoughts and prayers to him and his family for sure. Yeah, uh, stay tested, bro. You got to stay tested to come <laughs> back. Though. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, safe, safe than sorry. So probably the biggest uh, probably headline that we did see this week yeah. Is what we're calling the hotline bling. It was the hotline. Uh, hey, hotline bling, baby. Yes, sir. The league is doing all it can, you know, to keep COVID-19 outside of this bubble down in Orlando. And they mm-hmm. created what they're calling this hotline, anonymous hotline, that uh, people can call in and see um, if they, you know, potentially violated uh, the safety protocols that were been putting in, that were put into place. Right. Um, and... We get we get a couple players kind of mention it could just be the snitch hotline or <laughs> um, you know uh, is this worthy or are we are we keeping it moving on this one yeah yeah man yeah it's <laughs> it's the snitch line but you know it's funny I mean it's serious it's funny and it's worthy so the NBA set up a hotline number for players and coaches like you're saying to use and anonymously uh, report social distancing violations, right? It makes sense. It's a good idea. I think Chris Paul came up with the idea. Uh, Many reports have come out and said that these players are making busy use of the hotline. Let's just say the hotline is getting used without failure. As some coaches, for example, my guy Doc Rivers said in an interview earlier this week, I will use it until, you know, we're the only team left here in the bubble. He's making jokes about it. Um, You know, the major infractions about this hotline that we see are social distancing and mask usage, you know, as these players are still, you know, currently not allowed to visit each other's hotel rooms. They're allowed to socialize under certain restrictions. Uh, to, to sum up the whole hotline bling, the message is clear here. NBA players Damian Lillard was kind of right. Let's all obey the rules. I know it's pretty hard for these guys somehow. Uh, let's obey the rules and the guidelines uh, that have been set. My God, that means no late night Postmates run. Stop yeah. exiting the bubble. Dwight Howard, please wear a mask, dude. You're, you're eight feet tall. You're very noticeable. And Jimmy Butler, let's find a better time to work out than 3 a.m. dribbling a basketball in your hotel room, dude. People can hear that. <laughs> I think What's going on, dude? The hotline snitching. I'm snitching, dude. Uh, I'm no, snitching. No. 
I like it. I like it. it was, it's, it's a good thought, but uh, we just see some funnier violations, I guess you would call them. Right. And it's, and that's what's funny to me is like, you know, Jimmy Butler is the by far the strangest one at 3 a.m. <laughs> Why isn't he sleeping at 3 a.m.? Like, bro, what? works out. He works out like three times a day. It's but crazy. he couldn't. He couldn't find a better time than 3 a.m. to to work on yeah. the handles. He, What's he up? He's probably playing COD, bro, trying to get that Warzone dub. You know, it's pretty hard <laughs> to get the dub over here. I don't know about him. It's probably hard for him too, having a full time job as an NBA player. He's thinking, man, it's 2 a.m. I got to get my third workout in, bro. So he dribbles the basketball. I Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Players are probably making fun of it, just like Doc Rivers is. But at this, And probably like whoever snitched on Dwight is probably like his teammate. I don't know. Who, what do you think about this? Like, do you think this could ultimately be – I mean, it's a serious thing, right? Is, it is. But is this, is this the only um, way to keep or to prevent players from doing what they're doing? Or would you rather just like – call your teammate out or call somebody out in person. That's how I think I would approach it. Be like, yo, dude, you know, you can't be doing that, like joking around. Right. I, I don't know if I'm going to hit a hotline, unless it's like 3 a.m. I get that, but hit a hotline kind of snitching on players. I just don't – I don't know. I don't have that kind of mentality. I don't know if players are going to use this for like a player advantage at some point in the bubble. Right. I think the biggest thing is kind of you mentioned it there, but I don't think there will be any like advantage, you know, players trying to take advantage of it. Right. I think the biggest thing is the players that want to be there and need to be there and like LeBron James and the Kawhis and the James Hardens and all the that, they're yeah. just going to follow the rules. So right. I think they need to set an example and just, you know, kind of just everybody follow the rules like you were well, saying. Well, let's, let's go back to the first point right here. Players that are exiting the bubble, uh, getting Postmates or whatever it is. I mean, these guys are – I know there's a, a younger guy, I think he was on the Spurs, uh, uh, that no been. one really knows his name, but it's just like these younger players that um, are breaking the rules, man. And like if I were, if it were something that I were trying to protect my health and safety of not, o- or not only myself, but, you know, my financial situation, I don't want the NBA bubble suspended because of some little rookie like went out, you know, if that makes sense. And I'm like, I don't know if, if something like that were to happen. I mean, I've clearly somebody snitched on those guys or somebody caught those guys. So yeah, I'm snitching. If I see something like that to protect my health and safety. Right. And I think for the, at least the first couple, like we see in the first week or so, there are going to be minor infractions and kind of like getting your bearings on how the bubble is actually going to work. Yeah. So I think we're trying to figure out the rules. Right. So I think these these first couple of infractions are kind of those like, hey, you can't go out and order Postmates. You can't go outside the bubble. You got to wear a mask like Dwight Howard put on a fucking mask and then just get some sleep. I mean, people got to (laughs) sleep around here. Uh, So I think that's that's pretty much it. I don't think anything else now. Everybody's kind of figuring it out and I don't see anything else. Yeah, uh, hear that. Let's move on here. Trey Lyles, he gets surgery. I don't know if you know who this is. Uh, maybe a lot of people don't know who this is. Standout uh, forward for from Kentucky, I think. Uh, kind of a bust so far in the league. Uh, but yeah, he gets surgery. He gets an appendectomy. I'm not 100% sure what the hell that is. Uh, I think it's in your uh, – I think it's on the right side of your stomach. I'm guessing it's uh, – you get your appendix out. 
appendectomy sounds like appendix. I think he got his appendix right. out. But he's going to miss the rest of the season. Are we uh, worthy or keeping it moving here? That's not on the right <laughs> side of your stomach, is it? Uh, I don't know who Trey Lyles. I know Trey Lyles. Like he got picked up by the Suns like a couple years ago. I think. I think that may, that could be Trey Burke. I have no idea. Um, no, no, no. Please keep it moving. I don't want to talk about this guy. All right. Um. So next thing that we do see, probably the biggest news uh twitter uh kind of blew up about was harden's mask that he wore in the bubble uh supposedly representing blue lives matter which is kind of in support of uh 12 as they say the cops uh, yeah 12 is this worthy are we are we worthy on this yeah it's worthy let's uh let's hit the brakes here for a sec uh yeah if you don't know by now james harden wore a mask that was in support of the blue lives matter we get it yada yada um he was seen in the public, you know, I think he posted something. Everyone pretty much, people were saying he's making a political statement. Uh, when asked about this decision, Harden's like, honestly, I was trying to just make, I wasn't trying to make it a statement. I worked because it covered my face and my beard and it looked cool. So, um, yeah, James kind of was one of these late bloomers that entered the bubble. He tested positive alongside Westbrook. Westbrook, I think, is still quarantined in Houston. Harden was pretty good about hiding his privacy there. We didn't really know until a couple of days later, and then we didn't know what the quarantine situation was with him in Houston. But he came to the bubble on Tuesday with the with this whole mask on. He's now, you know, went through the whole outlined quarantine process. He's with the team. It's a simple mistake, man. People just want to look for a story, write a story any way they can. Um, you know, in this situation, Harden just, you know, he picked a mask that he thought he looked cool. There's no real harm, no real foul here. Yeah, I think it was just the uh... – like you said, he wanted to wear it because it looked cool for him. So, yeah, for me, I'm, I don't see anything wrong with it. I thought it was cool. Like I, I like I, I didn't even realize people... I didn't even realize it was actually a Blue Lives Matter until somebody pointed that out. You know, it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, it, I don't think I don't think it was. Was it? I think it was. I just don't think it was. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't. I don't really know what the whole thing was about it. Okay. Somebody just was trying to find a story about it is what I yeah. see from it. I didn't, I didn't even know the Blue Lives Matter had like a freaking flag or anything. I just, I don't know. I think people wanted to make a story out of it. But, you know, that's where the PR guys come in, like myself. And you're like, you can't do that. You have to apologize and keep it moving, right? So exactly, exactly. find a new mask. They have a ton of masks there that they provide to players in the hotel rooms. I'm sure he's got like five more he can use. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so next that next up we got is uh, – what we got next up here? We got they're keeping busy. We got some activities uh, that are taking uh, the outdoor activities are are starting. We get uh, some uh, players playing cornhole, uh, taking yeah. fishing, um, getting that socializing in, as they say. What, yeah. Uh, what is this uh, for you? Nah, uh, uh, this is expected, right? I mean, we'll we'll keep it moving on this. I will say the one funny thing that I think it went viral. Everyone saw it was Ben Simmons with the fish. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's got the lake. The lake is wide open, and he still misses misses throwing the fish in and back into the lake. So he the fish flopped. I think the fish actually died before it hit the water. It was tragic. Uh, he couldn't even hit the fish uh, into the water. So I know I, I know Simmons is working on his jump shot. On the court, maybe we'll see if he's got some jumpers he wants to provide us in those eight, se- eight regular season games. But now nah, keep it moving, man. Um, they're playing, they're playing ping pong. That's cool. I, I get pissed when I saw him play ping pong because I want to go. I can smack these dudes. 
Hoop. We, we played ping pong going up. I'm telling we, you. We can get these guys, bro. We can get them. If they want to get them something. If they want to, you know, put some bets on the game or two, let's go down there to the bubble, you know. <laughs> we'll be, uh, I think you were saying, we'll be, we could be equipment managers real quick. And uh, yeah. I'll be on the sideline. You can play for money and I'll just, you know, get the bets going. We'll, we'll bring your own balls and everything, man. But yeah, they're, they're, they're having a good time. It's cool. We expected this, but they'll probably, um, I mean, they're shotgunning beers too. It's pretty funny. I don't know. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. All right. Last up, we get to see a couple of players, you know, they uh, kind of turn to the camera, um, not the media cameras. They bring their own camera and they have started to post uh, vlogs uh, yeah. in the bubble life. Is this worthy or let's keep it moving? Yeah, I'd say it's pretty worthy. Let's talk about this for a sec. Uh, we see Matisse Thibel and JaVel McGee both bring their video skills to the bubble uh, where we can see sort of the ins and outs of the true bubble life experience. Thibel, some people know him as the pledge or the rookie guard for the 76ers. He doesn't get the food order right. He gets shit on but Tobias Harris. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Um, but he just started a YouTube page and now he's a popular vlogger. This guy's very smart. And, um, I think by the end of all this, he, more people are going to know who he is just because he's vlogging these everyday things with, uh, everyday life and what he's doing, uh, with JaVel McGee. We pretty much seen all the team bus rides, the ballroom where the players are tested for the coronavirus. Uh, we see an inside look at what the 76ers practice look like. Um, you know, the hotel rooms, what they're bringing in, the goodies and the snacks. Um, one of the crazier uh, stunts, I guess, that you could say that I saw on uh, Matisse's page, he was trying to get the drone set up and take it out on the balcony and fly it. But he realized that Disney is a no-fly zone. I don't know. if They got snipers on deck just prone, ready to see, like, some little video <laughs> camera trying to get it. It's not a bad idea. Like, that's a good idea to think if someone was trying to do that. Uh, but, yeah. It's uh, he's got a drone. He's showing it. It's super cool. He's got, I think, over like half a million views and likes on it. And I even think the New York Times uh, interviewed about it. So Matisse Thibel, uh, great marketing for yourself, dude. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, I have nothing to say about it besides it's interesting. I wish more players would do kind of the day in the life of an NBA player. Yeah. Um, kind of just or like a media crew follow a player, kind of like we saw from the Jordan uh documentary kind of see what the players yeah. actually do on a day-to-day -day basis so i love it i wish he would keep the vlogs up for sure uh yeah i'm interested by him and i can't yeah. wait for the next one to, to yeah, come out totally totally cool stuff man and, and we even see like equipment rooms all these guys bags of shoes are in like like a separate hotel room they're using everything as, as in hotel rooms so like the massage and like training tables and stuff like that those are in hotel rooms so it's cool to see how they're going there they're getting massages and they're like man we're out of our room but we're in another hotel room so but yeah they're i mean yeah they're killing it man they're having a lot a lot of fun right now for sure i, I love to see it uh keep them up hey matisse if the basketball hey. thing doesn't work out you will become the next big youtube star <laughs> no doubt no doubt i have faith in you you're doing a great yeah. job yeah, so, I love it, man. That's awesome. Cool deal. Is that is that it for man to man? Yeah, that's or worthy man to man worthy our segment. Yeah, I think. That's All right, about cool. It. All right, that's the first hour episode. We appreciate you guys tuning in. This is uh, this is Andy and Hoopstar coming at you live on man to man episode twenty eight. 
hotline bling. The second episode is brought to you by Wax Pot Skin Studio. Uh, it's a local Nashville full, full beauty service. I don't know why I can't say that. Full beauty service uh, specializing in waxing, laser hair removal, electrolysis, facials, microneedling, lashes, dermaplane, and many other services. Guys, this isn't only for ladies. This is for you, too. Get that nasty hair off your chest, man. I know you got some nasty hair, brother. Uh, or if you don't, you know, you're feeling too shy, a little uncomfortable, treat your girl to, you know, a brow, you know, brow tint, lash lift, lash tint. Yeah, it's cool stuff. I know what's going on over there. Uh, they got amazing products. You know, don't be afraid to dive into that skin world. Uh, check out their, you know, their, webs their website, waxpotstudio.com. You know, hey, feel comfortable in the skin you're in. You going hoop or no, brother? Uh, I'm actually uh, going to be in the Nashville area on Tuesday. Oh, really? This is news? Yeah. All right, you're coming to Nashville, huh? Yeah, I'm going to be there for the day. Uh, Got to take a buddy around looking at apartments. He's going to move down there in a couple months. Yeah. So I might have to go check it out. Can I get the, the eyebrows done? You want the eyebrows done? I think okay, yeah. I think I need the eyebrows. My eyebrows is just... you looking like Anthony Davis over there, ain't you? <laughs> Not Anthony I Davis. You. We're just a little thick. I could. No, you know. I, 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 it's okay. Hey, be comfortable. <laughs> we don't get comfortable in the skin you're in, dude. Yes, we'll do it before and after picture. Randomly post it on our man-to-man uh, -man page, and people will be like, "Man, what are they doing over there?" We're like Wax Pod Skin Studio, dude. Like, yeah, come on, it's a sponsor. Cool deal. Uh, yeah, it's good stuff. I haven't seen you in probably like eight years. So, um, yeah, for people that don't know, we aren't in the same state or country. I'm in Russia. Liam's in USA. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. We're both here, man. We we hang out a lot. Um, so yeah, what what we got? Who we got? The Brooklyn Nets. Um, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, let's uh, just mention it. Uh, we kind of talked about it a little bit last week. Uh, we see Jamal Crawford. Big hot take from last week. I think I got Jamal Crawford uh, <laughs> getting three fifty burgers uh, in the bubble. I think that's a good number for him. Fully loaded. Yeah. Um. So good for him. Another thing we see, which is probably the the funnier portion of the Nets. We see him sign Michael Beasley. Yeah. Uh, he went down to, to the bubble, got in the bubble. He yep. was planning, I don't know if he was swimming or something. I don't know what he was doing. But somehow he tested positive for the coronavirus. Um, I think we said that he lives in – he has a house in Miami. Yeah. So he went from Miami to Orlando on like a bus ride or something. Yeah. And uh, now he's back to Miami. Uh, he will not <laughs> uh, play in the remainder of the uh, the uh, season for the Nets. What does it just it... doesn't get any better, bro. <laughs> I think it's just like what what's up with that guy? That guy is I don't know. It's probably yeah. better that he's not in the bubble. Uh, sorry to say that. I wish he could, you know, get well, his money the right. The difference but... between Beasley and and Jamal. Jamal came from you know a pretty good season last year. Who is Beasley's agent? Because he was terrible at the Lakers, man. Uh, I I don't even is is he the best free agent out there right now? I don't even know. Maybe for like a big man, but of course Beasley's like in Miami. You know Miami, Florida, dude. Fifteen thousand cases in a single day. They don't give a. You know, dude, they're at the pool parties and Beasley's hanging out. He's an NBA stud and he probably messing around with some weird people down there, bro. Yeah, so, I mean, they, they living it up every night for sure. They they sense that white stuff on his nose and they're like, nah, <laughs> we can't do that, bro. That's a little explicit. Um, so, yeah, Beasley's out. Are the Nets done? Who knows? I mean, whoever's playing the Nets. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, welcome to the second round, right? Yeah, easy, easy, easy. Um, you know, first round against the Nets. Now, I don't see him making any, you know, 
heroic, you know, upset in the first round. So if yeah. you're if you're the Nets or you're playing the Nets in the first round, uh, does your hot take change with the amount of burgers? I say at least three, so I think he might even get more now. That's what that's what I'm th- that's what I'm asking at least. Yeah, I think is that possible to get five burgers? Uh, he could possibly get. I, I, my take was at least three. This could bump it up to four or five is a lot to ask for. Um, I don't know if he likes ketchup or mustard on those burgers or, you know, lettuce or tomatoes or onions. Because if you got all that on the burgers, too, I don't think he can get more than four. Uh, no, no, that's, that's a, lot. a lot of weight on your back, man. It's a lot of weight in your stomach as well. But well, here's the thing with the Nets, who, and, and they, they can't forfeit. I don't think a team can forfeit. But you've seen the boxing video with the guy. He's not getting paid a lot. He's fighting the big Nigeria dude. But. The dude himself is pretty jacked, and then they, you know, they touch gloves, the bell rings, and then he just leaves out the ring. Is that what the Nets could do? They could just like you know dap up in the starting five the first game and be like, just walk off the court. I don't know. Is is something like that happen, or can the Nets forfeit, or do you think they're are they even gonna try? I think it would be hilarious, (laughs) absolutely hilarious, if they uh, did the whole you know tip ball and. Just walk off. Just get just back go to the pool. Yeah. Go back to the hotel. Um, that would be hilarious. It's probably the best option they do have because they're not probably going to win any games. Um, but I still see them making the playoffs. I think they'll win maybe one or two, possibly. Yeah. Um, sneak out that. of there. They got some young bloods on their team. But if I was the Nets, um, I would just I would just forfeit my season, right? No, I totally understand. It's uh, wait for it's next NBA. year. That, hey, that's bubble life, man. That's that's karma going to the Nets too. All right, cool. Nets. Yeah, I mean, we had to talk about that for a sec. Um, and then we're going to get into our last segment here. It's 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 new. Um, it's called Who's Hot and Who Is Not. Uh, we're going to start. Uh, this is a new gambling segment that we will start to incorporate in our episodes to come simply uh, because we love gambling and our sports betting degenerates, you could say. Uh, I haven't actually gambled in a while. I miss it. I ran out of money, but I'd like to do it again, right? It sounds fun. Plus, the NBA makes a lot of money from legal gambling from Vegas and all that stuff. So with that being said, we have partnered up with Statty Capper. It's a, a simple guide to help you make the correct bets based on Vegas odds and professional expert-created models. <laughs> Check out their website, Statty Capper. It gives you full analysis of each upcoming game. Basically, what we're trying to say is for this segment, we are going to pick important games within this season's restart give you all the numbers on who's hot, who's not, so you too can make some pocket change or lose a lot of money as well as have a gambling addiction problem. <laughs> yes, we. that's pretty much who we are. But with yeah. that being said, we do have a special guest uh, with us today. Uh, he goes by Roberto, our gambling <laughs> expert. He is going to walk us through pretty much everything you need to know about the gambling as we see the season start back up here um we are lucky enough to uh have what we like to call an inside man and hopefully be on the right side with our bets um yep. rob how you doing today <laughs> how up, you everyone? doing rob <laughs> i'm doing rob, good our gambling expert how are we doing um <laughs> you gonna make us some money bro yeah we uh, need some- that's the goal man that's the goal um so kind of walk us through the website um, yep. And kind of navigate and how to navigate the information um, that this website um, kind of provides us with. Um, For sure. 
So first, thanks for having me. Love what y'all are doing. Um, yes, get right to the point. Let's so see. basically, the goal of Static Capper is to bring um, mathematical ways of thinking to everyday gamblers, right? Um, right? That's where people end up winning in the long run. Not just going by what your gut's telling you, like, oh, I like the Clippers over the Lakers. Yeah. And, like, uh, who no, knows? Like, no, no feeling you gotta, bets. Right. You no got you got to think bets. long. Exactly. You got to think long run. And uh, we approach this from two different angles, right? Uh, we come from a probability angle, and we come from an expected value angle. Right. <laughs> um, what we're doing it with these is trying to point out where Vegas is wrong, where we believe Vegas is wrong, right? Okay. <clears throat> so basically, Vegas is going to give you a spread. I believe the spread on the Lakers Clippers games are roughly minus one to the Lakers. Last I saw, I could be wrong, but we'll just use that example for right now. And let's say it's at minus one, and we run our analysis on all the variables that we've uh, accumulated. And ours comes down to saying uh, we think the spread should be Lakers minus two. Okay. Is saying so, so that we think Lakers should win by two points. Vegas is saying they should win by one. In that situation, we're going to say take the Lakers there, right? Yeah, right. Like expected value model. Uh, then we have the probability model, which is what we really more rely on because expected values, if you think of like a, a regular average, can be skewed based on one outlier, right? Uh, probability is more looking at <clears throat> what's the probability the Lakers win by more than. So it could be by, I mean, one shot could be three points, right? So they could win by one, two, three, four, or they could lose by one, two, three, four, whatever. Mm -hmm. So now we're assigning probabilities to each of these outcomes. <clears throat> probability, so, and if the probability is not large enough, the, where we think if you bet on this thousand, the same game thousands of times over, we're gonna say, just don't bet on this game. It's not a good bet. Like that's how Vegas wins, makes their money is by getting it close enough 50 50 where they're making that two percent on each side right <clears throat> so that's that's the goal is to show people like where where vegas is messing up okay and and then along with the pick like we'll we'll say like lakers or clippers whatever whoever we decide there's not enough <laughs> nba information out right now they're not giving any nba information right, right. Out right now like we, we need starters we need like, yeah yeah Pelicans, for example, like we don't know if Zion's going to play. That's going to affect the analysis 100%. Yeah. Right. Um, but, yeah, so, but eventually, like, we'll say, like, who we pick, Lakers, Clippers, um, against the spread, and then and then next to it, we'll give them a quality of, like, the pick. Like, there's a high confidence, low confidence, or, like, in between medium confidence, right? So, like, obviously, you want to probably focus more on the high confident ones and mm – -hmm the low and medium but you could bet on the low confidence ones if you like, like you're just like a hardcore utah jazz fan or something. yeah like i want to see when i want to bet in utah um, i'm a bet in utah all the time the consensus right 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 so uh, you take so how do you come up with these numbers um you you what do you purchase models from a different professional experts that create these different models i do it like a thousand times over and over on a game or how do you go about that? What makes right. it um, so like accurate? Um, so we just, we took uh, a few seasons worth of data. Uh, I think past two, cause that's been when like the 14 second shot clock rule. Mm -hmm. uh, that kind of like changed how 
the flow of the game works. Um, and just also gathered the game data and the gambling data and just sifted through that, found, found different variables that seem to have strong correlations and strong predicting accuracy with all that. And then just kept tweaking different variables in and out of them, each, each model to see like which one would have done the best, right? Um, and we're always like constantly updating and like looking at, okay, we're seeing this flaw on a systematic basis, right? Maybe certain types of games, like for higher pace games, we're saying, ah, we're coming in too high, we should like ease up a little bit, right? Or vice versa. Even other things than like, maybe we too strong on like starting lineups, first bench, stuff like that. So Right. So it's an ongoing thing with like, with games after games, let's say the Clippers have, you know, a bad losing streak and, but they're right. still playing like, you know, kind of like a, a mid tier team. Um, do those odds, or I guess the high quality or low quality or medium quality, what you put, does that change just based on like a losing and a winning streak? Or are you just saying the Clippers are the Clippers and whoever they're playing probably bet on them again? Like, you know, how, if that makes sense, I don't know. If right. Right. So, I mean, for each, uh, like an over under or spread that would probably or a money line that would change. You also have to look at like who they're playing. Like they just played three championship teams. That's going to affect it. But in, for the most part, we don't look at their like streak. Like if Kawhi's healthy and playing, Kawhi's healthy and playing. Like, I'm not yeah. Kawhi, like Paul that's Jordan. all you need right there. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like they're like, obviously like we understand people go through phases of like hot streaks and cold streaks. Right. But it's mm -hmm. more, more how often they're gonna be hot versus how often they're gonna be cold. Like I'm never if Paul George or Kawhi go on a cold streak together, I'm or Lou Will, like all three of them just cold like yeah. And so Vegas would probably start to like favor the other teams more frequently. And that's where we're gonna come in and say like now nah, you're wrong. Like they're not gonna stay cold, right? Mm -hmm. So it's more of like saying showing when Vegas is wrong rather than trying to <laughs> predict these little trends that last well, what about time. live bets because i love live bets do you do live bets at all or do live you just bets, do like yeah. the before the not, games no not yet not yet that's that's something i want to grow into for sure yeah uh, one big idea i have on that one is um, seeing it's this is going to be a long long process but uh it's won't happen anytime soon but seeing like how the spreads change within a game and then how like you can how if the over underdog it's like a huge lead like how does that really affect the ending spread right yeah 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 so but that's that we haven't gotten we, this is more like pre-game betting right. sure but and it's not like it's not like people are or people just take your advice you're not like a bookie or anything it's all no just no advice. not a bookie not a bookie yeah, this is not a bookie we're, hey we're clear on that advice. right now yeah. guy's not a bookie all right no, <laughs> no, get no. the advice over Hell here no no way. There's no, there's, there's no sign up. There's no nothing. Like you literally just go to the website, like you're on ESPN and you want to look at some game data. Like it's just yeah. look at, right. And it's cool to see different odds too. Like yeah. what professionals are saying, you got Vegas odds, you got ESPN odds. I don't know if they're correlated. I think they are. I have no idea, but then you got like your odds on the websites mm -hmm. and there's so many other different websites you can go to, but exactly. Yeah. It's cool to see different odds like that. Just pick your, pick your team, yeah. pick what you yeah. want. And like, you don't even you don't even have to listen to us. Like, it's just an idea, right? Like you can think, think of it by like, hmm, well, they're saying we have, this is, this team has a 6% chance of winning. 
Vegas is saying with their whatever their money line is, Vegas is saying like their implied probability is called like a 58% chance. Is that 2% difference like really worth putting in my money? Gotcha. That's the, that's the main, that's the goal, right? That is the goal. And Hoop and I, I, I don't know, maybe I'll ask you this too. Hoop, I don't know about you, man, but we did, we did a lot of parlays. Mm-hmm. Um, but we mm-hmm. also with, within like single games, I, I, I always did the spread. We used to do the money line. I used to take the spread, Rob. Um, what would you suggest for mm-hmm. someone who doesn't really know what's going on, but sports are coming back, you know, maybe mm-hmm. somebody don't have a job right now, AKA your boy. Right. And yeah. you're trying to get it. You're trying to make, what would you suggest on like starting out as a beginner? Right. What's the, what's um, the best, uh, category over under spread or money line as like yeah. the safest bet um or is, hmm, is there a safe question or is there a safest bet i would i don't i think all those three categories are all very like similar in the risk like they're all the same uh speak on the play part of it uh i wouldn't recommend parlays Oh, we love the parlays. We I lose know, every bro, time, bro. The parlays are so fun to bet, right? Like, yeah. You win so much money off like, come on, why, why wouldn't you take it? There's like mathematical reason behind why parlays are actually really bad. But if I were to bet parlays, <laughs> and I do, I do a lot because it's fun. Like I'll throw like a dollar or something. I'm doing well, just try and get lucky. Uh, but if I were to bet parlays, it'd be strictly heavy favorite money lines. Uh, it's like a list of them, right? Like Clippers are playing the Nets, right? Nets not looking too hot. We were just talking about yeah, money on the Clippers. I put my money on whoever's playing the Suns, and I put my money on whoever's playing um, the Knicks. If the Knicks are in it, right? Like right. that three-team parlay, like that's probably going to hit. You're obviously going to get lower odds, but uh, it's been a lot of high probability. So actions to get a multi high higher multiplier. So to I guess that answered the question, Hoop. Uh, none of them are safe, but I don't know. I was a big spread guy. I don't know. I, yeah. Sometimes the spreads hit. Sometimes they didn't. The money. I feel like you could make more money from a spread or an over under. Actually, mm-hmm. no. I was a big over under guy. That's yeah. what I, I like. I like. I personally like the over under. I was a big over under guy. Yeah. What about players? Ex- do you do are you uh are you on like individual players or is it just teams with the MLB and NBA right now? No, uh so like player props. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're not on player props yet, but we do analyze like in the teams, we analyze each player. Yeah. But like we're we're just starting out. Like this is the first season we've get been in it. Yeah. Live betting, something we want to grow into. Sure, my props, mind is something. racing right now, bro. <laughs> right, okay, I'm but, just going to stick with the teams. <laughs> right, right. But we're trying to well, – believe me, my mind's racing too. We're trying to build into everything, right? So, For sure. Cool deal. It's, it's a process. And this is like the most simple, like, understands it, way, way to get our feet wet, make a name for ourselves. And Yeah. For uh, sure. I'd have you guys on board because you guys are – yeah, Statty Capper, dude. Let's yeah, sure. you guys I'm, are I'm cool with Statty Capper because I'll tell you, Vegas is fucked me, dude. So like <laughs> yeah. Vegas, they're not very nice to me for some reason, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm not winning a lot in Vegas. So yeah, yeah. I need some other I'm, odds I can look at. I'll have a I have I have a fun story about a parlay. Um <laughs> years ago, I put five dollars on five teams. And the last game, I believe, was Lakers Phoenix. And this is before 
LeBron was there, so Lakers are still pretty bad. Oh, they got my guy Lonzo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah. I mean, they weren't bad, but they weren't. Shut up, Lonzo. I got the jersey in the closet. <laughs> right. Um, and I forget which. So I hit the first four, and it was down to this last game. And it was the last game of the day. And it was $5 to win one fifth. <laughs> I was down to my last five dollars. Oh, okay. Let's not uh, get to that point, folks. No, but I was right. I didn't put much. I put like twenty bucks. I had five dollars. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna bet five on this parlay." First four hit. I forget which team I bet on. I think I think I bet on Phoenix, and Phoenix was up like five points. Someone, I think Kuzma got ejected. <laughs> Someone got ejected from the game, and I was so happy. Phoenix ended up winning, dude. It was the best. One fifty. See, well, hey, once that parlay hits, shoot, you got to do another one right yeah, after yeah, that. No, I so I was what games are playing, baby? What sports yeah. are on? That was that was that was my best gambling. Uh, that was that's my best parlay story. But I do not recommend parlays, <clears throat> in for the most part. Or if you're going to do parlays and you're looking at the website, just take all the high ones, high yeah. high confidence ones. There's not many of them. Also, we're going to be medium or low confidence, but take a bunch of high ones. They're more likely to hit relative than what Vegas is saying. So the hits, that's big thing for you right there. So. Yeah, man, I'm, feel, I'm feeling good, man. I, I, I'm i saving up a little bit too. Who, know, me? Hey, we we got to just go together, man. I, I know a lot of people do that too, where they just combine their money together. And then yeah, pool it. Yeah. I've done yeah. that. <laughs> what's What's the word for it? Pooling, uh, like pooling money. Pooling, okay, yeah. Let's pool, dude. Let's let's just pool real so, quick. So so I lose all my money and yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, well there has there has been a couple bets where I where Liam loved his parlays and I'd be like, mm. man, should I take the Pacers over the Bucks? Like I'd have like the Lakers, the Clippers, and then Pacers versus the Bucks. I don't know. Should I? It's like fifty to win three hundred. Liam's like, man, I'll pay I'll pay half of that if you lose. <laughs> I'm trying to see that. Damn well, no, he didn't pay half of that. So, hey, we got to pull it up, man. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. a little quick 50 on a parlay. For sure. I think, lastly, before we get out of here, because we are running out of time, uh, this is websites for beginners and experience, mm-hmm. right? So you got it pretty much all of it on the website there, kind of walk you through. Yeah, super yep. simple stuff when you look at it. I just looked at it and I was like, man, this is awesome. It's very organized and it's it's very easy to tell like what's going on, even if you're just getting to the gambling world. Right. So mm-hmm. definitely go take a look at it. That's com. Um, thanks for coming on here, Rob. We, yep. And yeah, next appreciate time you had me. I'll come with picks to help everyone have all the watchers out. Yes, sir. We'll, yeah, uh, the expert. We'll bring you on. We'll bring yeah, you out. Yeah. Trust me, we'll bring you on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We definitely will. Um, but thank you, Rob. I appreciate you coming on. Nope. And thanks we, for having me. I, I enjoyed it. This was fun. Yeah, yes, we'll, sir. We will uh, get the picks from you here in the next couple of weeks for sure. For sure. All right. Yeah, but with that, uh, Mr. Twesington, I think yeah, this that's is, that's it, right? I think that's a wrap for this week, right? Um, thank yeah. you guys for tuning in this week. Again, uh, we will be doing the 2K giveaway in the co- uh, coming of weeks here uh, before the season starts. Um, if you haven't already, go check us out on our social media. 
Um, that's at Man to Man Podcast on Instagram and uh, at Man to Man Pod. Yeah, and quick um, hoops. What shout out the logos, man? We got oh, some, yeah, we, we got some cool stuff coming out, man. If you haven't noticed already, we got our new logo uh, on our YouTube uh, page here, and our Instagram has our new uh, logo as well. Um, Throw yeah. some of that on a T-shirt. Throw it on pop sockets, hats. Yeah, we'll let's we'll get be, it, baby. We'll be coming out with some merch here in a little bit um as well so stay tuned for that um but with that this week's episode is a wrap man i will uh, catch you next week namaste to you guys namaste namaste hey pace and nation baby i'm gonna go <laughs> I'm, nothing. I'm straight hustling